hello there. It is author D.L. White, Atlanta-based author. I don't even know how I'd start this show. I, I have not literally been in this podcast recording program in a year. A year ago, I started season three of the Books by D.L. White bookcast, and uh, then I never came back because... I wasn't writing and I didn't have anything to update and now I don't remember how I opened the show so uh, I'll figure it out and then I'll go back and listen to old shows and try to remember how I open a podcast. I don't know. It is Friday, January 27th. It is the middle of the workday. Uh, I'm slacking. It's 2.46pm. I'm here in my bedroom. And I was washing some dishes and making some lunch, and then something said, hey, you should record a podcast episode because you haven't talked about Hey Lover, your first release in more than two years, and you know how you just love to talk about books and writing. And um, I have been on maybe one show since I released this book, and I'm going to be on at least one more. I'll be on Between the Reads um, toward the end of February. But, you know, sometimes I like to have my own thoughts and feelings on things. So have I planned this out? No. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, but um, let's let's just dive on in. Um, so, like I said at the top, I am D.L. White. I'm an Atlanta-based author of romantic fiction featuring Black men and women. All of my books, um, well, my books range from um, steamy contemporary beach reads to warm southern women's fiction to pretty steamy straight on romance they don't get too dramatic um i don't write about super hard issues um, but my books are not without a little bit of drama and some regular old everyday strife um, the difference is that my my couples uh, usually power through and um, make it out at the end in a satisfying way like even my women's fiction has happy endings I don't I don't believe in books that don't have happy endings so um not all of them are sappy but they do all end in a satisfactory way so my latest release is called hey lover and people always ask me hey uh what went through your mind when you started reading or writing these characters and most of the time I have to think about it because I don't know I don't know where Malik in India came from. Um, I know Malik's name was different when I first started writing this book. I don't remember what it was when I first started writing it. The names almost always change because the names have to fit the character um, just right. I know this book was going to be set in Detroit and I was going to take a research trip up to like the Ann Arbor and Detroit area and just kind of scope it out. And I just never ended up going up there. I think the pandemic really ruined that. But I also um, just did not want to get on a plane. So that never happened. I ended up setting this book in Atlanta because I live in Atlanta and that's just easiest for me. So I don't know where these people came from. I know I was listening to, I love LL Cool J's Rock the Bells radio station and Hey Lover was on. And I was like, this would make so make a good story but it's really hard to set a story like in accordance to a song because hey lover is really about a dude that's like just jones and after a girl and like kind of 
kind of watching her and stalking her and like, hey, your man, is your man okay with all that? Because I'm not. And um, like, just basically coming to a woman and being like, hey, how I feel about you? Like, mm, this is this is way more than crushing. I'm way more than feeling you know, light, airy feelings about you. It's more than butterflies. And that's the mood that I wanted to take into this story. And I tied it into the song, Hey Lover, because that was their song. It was a song that kind of brought them together. And it was the song that my hero uses to tell my heroine how he has been feeling about her since they first met in college. Real complicated jump off right there, but I feel like I don't do anything simple. So let's just talk about the book. It's called Hey Lover. It's about Malik Hines. He is a gamer. He is a game developer. He writes games. He plays games. India Parker is a business savvy woman. She was born to do what she's doing. Um, She's very self-assured. Jumps into her pants with both feet. None of this one foot at a time business. Um... (laughs) Malik is one of those hyper successful people that just could not keep the man that was meant for her. Um, He decided that he was not good enough for her and took a break from the relationship. She was like, fine, um, I might not be here when you decide that you are ready for me or you're good enough for me. So good luck with that. Um, And they stepped away for a bit. Um, Let me let me just let me just read the blurb. So this blurb says, struggle isn't love. At least that's what a broken Malik Hines told himself when he walked away from the love of his life, just as her career was on the rise. With any luck, he would have time and space to dig himself out of a dark hole. Healing, rebuilding, launching his game studio, and writing his premiere game took time. Suddenly, it had been nearly a decade since they last spoke. Seeing her in the media stirs up a long-harbored desire to reconnect, and Malik takes the biggest chance of his life. Could that door open again? After taking over her father's company, India Parker is on the hunt for the next big thing to push her company forward. In the background of her success, there is loneliness, longing, and the feeling that there's a large part of her life that has been on pause. When a surprise gift arrives at her office, it reminds her of the man she used to love and would like to love again. The choice to open that door and press play is hers. So this book is available in ebook only right now um, because I'm an independent author and I am determined to do things the hard way. I do everything myself. So if there's a paperback coming, I need to format it. I need to create a cover for it. It needs to go up at retailers and I don't have the energy for that right now. It might be coming. It might not. This is a shorter work. It's about 57,000 words. So... But like Beach Thing is 45,000 and it's in paperback. And so I'm honestly, I'm just being lazy. So uh, it may, it may come. I I do want to put it in paperback. It is just really, um, it is just really a case of me not putting aside time to do it. It'll probably come. This book will probably not be in audio. I'm about three books behind on audio because Again, I'm an independent author and putting books in audio takes a lot of money, like thousands of dollars that I do not have. Um, I am a, I'm a cash only operation. I would rather not put it on a credit card because we all don't know me and credit cards. It's not a good idea. 
So um, I became debt free in 2020 thanks to my dad. Love you, daddy. And um, we are we're not running that credit card up again. So audio for this book might not be coming. And the reason that I wanted to revamp the podcast or re reawaken the podcast is because initially I started this podcast to read short fiction um, and to sort of whet people's appetite about my work. I am a person that's very vain about my books, whether anybody else likes them, I really do. And I always feel like there's so many people that just don't know about my books. And if they could hear more about my books, they might be interested in buying my books. And so the idea was to record short fiction and release it um, for audio and, you know, let people know, hey, my books are out here. And if you like these things, you might be interested in these other things. I do have several books that are out in audio, Brunch at Ruby's, Dinner at Sam's, Leslie's Curl and Die, um, The Guy Next Door, and Beach Thing are all out in audio, available pretty much wherever audiobooks are sold. They are also available at your library, so if you don't see them, you can request them. They are available. I also sell all of these titles direct if you can't um, find them. I, there's no reason you should be able not be able to find them anywhere, but... If you want to buy them direct, you can go to Books by Dale White slash Books. Every book has its own landing page. You can buy it in ebook, print, or audio if it's available. You can also head straight to my store. It's payhip, P-A-Y-H-I-P dot com slash Books by Dale White. That's my store, and all of my books, print, ebook, audio, are listed there. That's enough of the sales pitch. So this book may be coming to the book cast. I don't know. It is the same attitude as the print version in which I must have energy and bandwidth and feel like doing it. Um, I kind of don't want to put this up for audio without selling it. I'm just, I'm at a point in my career where I, I don't want to do things for free. I probably need to, probably need to work myself out of that and, you know, put some things up you know, that people don't have to pay for to, again, whet the appetite and let people know my books are out here and uh, they're darn good. Um, but, you know, with when I have a book that I struggled to write and to put out and, you know, to make it to the market and I put in all the work to put it up at all the retail ebook sites and my own ebook site and I paid money for a cover, I just feel like those are things that I don't want to give away, you know? Um, so sales for this book, I don't check often, um, but sales for this book are pretty good for something I released um, way super last minute. It just came out like December 31st, at the, the very last day of the year. I did not want to go into another year having not published a book. Uh, my last Full-length release was September of 2020 with The Neverless, which continues to be a really super high seller. I want to say it's my biggest seller right now, um, which used to be Brunch at Ruby's, which is a eight-year-old book this year. So the fact that a two-year-old book is besting an eight-year-old book is pretty nice. Um, I did give away a lot of copies of Brunch at Ruby's, but sales-wise, The Neverless is uh, outpacing that book. And um, Hey Lover is doing pretty well. Um, I found a cover designer on Facebook. It's an illustrated cover and it's one of the faceless ones, which aren't my favorite. But the second I saw this, it just, I had to have it. 
it was perfect for this book. It's got like a little throwback feel with a little, you know, some bright colors on it. I feel like it draws the eye and really catches your attention. And um, I really like this cover for this book. I, I don't know how many illustrated covers I'll do because I'm, I'm actually not a fan of them, but uh, I somehow now have two of them. Like that's enough. The all white, that's enough. Like, let's get serious. Um, I also feel like illustrated covers are really more for rom-coms and um, I don't want to fall into that trap where I feel like they're trendy and people look for them and so I want to put one on my book so people will buy it um, but then they open the book and it's <laughs> way more than they bargained for. This isn't like a cartoony illustrated cover though it, it does seem a little bit more serious um, than rom-com. And I'd say this book has some funny moments in it, but it is not a funny book. Um, you might chuckle here and there. It's hard for me to write a book that doesn't have any humor in it because I think human beings are funny. People sometimes say things that make us laugh. Um, if you write a book and nobody laughs in your book, um, who who are your people? Are they all seriousness all the time? They never joke. They never make people in their lives laugh. If you can't make me laugh, we have a problem. We have a problem. I do want to mention, since this page is up, the content advisories for this book. There are mentions of cancer. There is treatment of cancer. There is no death in this book. Mention of depression, treatment of depression. There is a faux relationship in this book. And y'all know how I feel about fake dating, fake marriage, fake anything. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But I did have to put a fake relationship in here because I wanted to poke fun at it. There's also some some infidelity in this relationship although that's kind of like a dotted line infidelity because it's a fake relationship they both know it's not fake but to the public it's real and it looks like there's infidelity sometimes it's not what it is it's what it looks like you know what i'm saying anyway this book um i i messed with it here and there started in 2019 hit a wall Put it away, which is my usual MO. Sometimes I just really need to think about a book before I can write anymore. And then about a year and a half later, I'll dig it out of the trash because I know how to fix it now. Um, I kind of toyed with it. I pulled it out of hiding here and there, but nothing was really clicking in my mind. 2020 was very busy. I think I said in my last episode, 2020 was really busy because I needed a distraction from everything happening from the election to COVID to things happening at work and my personal life. There was a lot going on and um, I needed a distraction. I think I read about 200 books that year. I, I kept a book in my face. If I didn't have a book in my face, I was working with audio or I was writing something or I was editing something or I was releasing something. I kept myself busy and I, I think I just, I just really burnt myself out. I really just burnt myself out and I in 2021 and 2022 I needed the rest I didn't really let myself rest um I spent all that time beating myself up about not being the kind of writer that can just get back on that horse and plop out something new and um some of that guilt trip made its way to hey lover because I really wanted to finish something before the end of the year and so I was digging through all the old stuff that I started and stopped and like oh god that's trash no 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 hmm hey lover maybe I could finish that and um, I have a writing group that meets quarterly they know who they is hey y'all 
and uh, they we decided to do our own little NaNoWriMo um, writing group, and we set up our spreadsheet, and everybody posts their numbers at the end of the day, and we're all just trying to hit 50,000 words, and I decided, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do it. So I hopped in and let me tell you that I hated every second of NaNoWriMo. I had a work trip in the middle of that. So I was gone for like eight days of it and just stressed myself out because I couldn't write while I was in a hotel room and working until eight o'clock and up at 6 a.m. and um, really stressed myself out about how far behind I fell. And then I like just had to come home and like close myself off. And just pound out words. And that last day of writing, I think I had to write like maybe 3,600 words. And that that last day of writing, I basically just threw that away. <laughs> when I went to go edit and rewrite and finish this book, um, I had like a really rough um, first two weeks of December. So I knew I wasn't going to be looking at this book again until at least December 12th. Um, December 16th started my winter vacation and I it was just all writing all the time writing 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 and then I messaged my beta and I said hey I'm gonna have a thing I really want to put it out toward the end of the month like before the year is over are you gonna be available next week because this thing is gonna be coming in smoking and she's like yes send it on over and then um I had lunch with um, one of my new favorite author friends, Nikki Blair, and um, I was kind of stuck, and she was in town, and I was talking to her about it, and she gave me so many good ideas that really dug me out of a deep, dark hole. <laughs> it dug me out of the, I don't know if I can finish this hole, and I raced home and started mapping out my ideas. There were some things I needed to change, but she really helped me with developing Malik as a gamer as a game developer and also working with India from her perspective. So just want to give a huge shout out to Nikki Blair. And if you have not read her books, I just need you to immediately, immediately run to your nearest browser and log in and order you some books by Nikki Blair. The Ford family series is very good. I enjoyed it very much. And I just keep telling Nikki that I just need people to understand that Dwele Ford um, belongs to me. I will lend him out uh, for occasions, but Dwele Ford uh, is mine. I just want you guys to understand and know this. So um, don't get any ideas. Um, Marcus might also be um, on loan. I'll let you know. Anyway, NikkiBlair.com, N-I-K-K-I-B-L-A-I-R-E. Get into it. Um, anyway, so I finished this and had a bunch of stuff <laughs> go wrong. So I write in Dabble, which is like a cloud-based um, program. Y'all did not want to know all this, but this is this is all the stuff I want to talk about that nobody ever asks me. So I write in Dabble, which is like a cloud-based. Um, it's a cloud-based novel writing software. It's like Scrivener but not as deep and not as many bells and whistles. I can't stand Scrivener. I absolutely hate Scrivener, but I like Dabble because it's like Scrivener in like in that you can, you know, move your chapters around and whatever. It's also cloud-based so I can get to it from anywhere, including the iPad that I use with the keyboard. Um, so I was mostly writing on that because then I didn't have to dig out my laptop and make it a whole production. So 
I wrote on Dabble and then I can export to Microsoft Word and that's where I start, you know, doing my editing. I run it through Grammarly. I run it through Spellcheck. I run it through Pro Writing Aid. And then I take another dip through it. I make all my corrections. I make all my edits. I do some rewriting. I do some finessing. And it's still kind of eh. Yeah, it's very mid. It's very milk toast. Uh, a, a, a word that I have recently rediscovered, and I introduced uh, my Instagram friend Theo Reads to this book. It's like that's when the kids say mid. That's milk toast, but it's like an old timey old people word. Nobody says milk toast anymore, but it's very milk toast. But you know, it's it's kind of cute. Send it to my beta. She has it for a couple days. She sends an email. She's like, so I'm sending my notes back, but I want to talk before I send it. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't need to talk. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 we need to talk. So she calls me and we had a good long conversation about Malik and India. And let me just tell you that if you like this book, I just I really want you to just shout out a prayer to my beta. I don't want to call her out, but if she don't mind, I'll I'll append her name to this at a later date. But I'll tell you, I started working with her for a thin line and I feel like my writing is getting better and better because I have a beta that's not afraid to say, you already said this. This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand this. I don't like how she said that this is good, but lose that. Like, I know it's cute. I, it's not trash, but it could be better. How do I make this really dull, cloudy diamond something big and shiny and ostentatious for the people and get you a person that sees your work in that light? Like, she likes my work. She reads my work often, rereads my work often and we have really gotten to a really good speed where she knows she can tell me the truth of what she doesn't like what she does like what works and what doesn't sometimes I'm gonna leave it there's a couple things that I just left because I said what I said that is how I meant for it to be said that is how I want her to be perceived and we just gonna have to make it over that hump because I don't want to change it and there were a lot of things, a lot of things I took her advice on and I, I changed them because um, it needed to be changed. And um, so I made my changes and my updates. I think I sent it to maybe one more person and I sent it to Nikki, um, who absolutely loved it. Um, and then I was like, okay. Okay, popping in here super quick by iPhone to add in this part that I forgot to mention because it was a whole big old complication when I went to publish this book. So I mentioned that I write in Dabble and I then export to Word. I make all my corrections. I send it to my betas, etc. and so on. And then I import it into Vellum, which is a professional book publishing software, right? Well... I go to format or add this document into vellum so I can make it pretty. And my computer will not take my password. Like my machine is like, nope, I don't know who you are. And I know my password is correct. But um, 
my machine won't take my password. So I spent about three hours, three hours arguing with my machine. I was on the help desk with Microsoft and they were like, ma'am, I do not know what is going on, but, um, you know, you're probably going to have to reformat this, um, which means you're going to lose everything that you have saved in, um, you know, on, on your machine. And I was like, you know what, fine, because everything that I use is in the cloud, so I can just redownload it. So I get my, I had to wipe my machine and reload it and reset the password because my password resets weren't working. Reload everything, redownload Vellum, but the license <laughs> is attached to an email that I had when I first started my publishing account which was um, a, an old domain when I was on WordPress and I started using Books by D.L. White two years ago when I opened up my Squarespace website. So my Vellum license is not tied to the Squarespace, the Books by D.L. White email. It's tied to the Sweet Escape, which was my old fan fiction domain. Okay, no problem. Just email Vellum and have them switch it over. Well, Vellum's out of the office for holiday break. They're not back until January. I want to publish this book in December. So I got to find a way to format and like get this thing typeset so that I can publish it. And I mean, since I've had Vellum, I haven't had to do this by hand in I don't know how long. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. So while my betas have the document, I am on the hunt for a way to format this. And I'm not downloading Atticus because I, I don't I don't have the time to I don't have the time to learn it. It's a huge learning curve with Atticus. So I found this program called Readsy, which is um, I guess it's a cross between Vellum and the draft to digital um, formatter typesetter. I did not like how draft to digital put it out. I just I hated it. So I was looking for something a little bit more fancy. So Readsy did the job. Um, it's, it wasn't exactly how I like it. It's not as nice as Vellum put it out, but Readsy did the job for me. So the original published iteration of this work looks tons different than it did after I got to renew my Vellum account and imported the document into Vellum and got everything all set up the way I like it all nice and pretty with my headings and all my 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 fanciness but um so there there was also that nightmare when I was in the middle of publishing and so this little add-on pushes me over the 30 minute mark but um I what, what, what are you gonna do stop listening okay back to the story well it's December 30th so if we gonna do it we gotta do it now so I uploaded it super late on December 30th and I wasn't even really expecting it to go live for another 12 hours or so but by like 8 a.m it was up it was up and it was live and I should say that I I uploaded this at my own personal website first and um so there were a few people that bought this direct from my website first which I really love doing I love this new thing where indie authors are like hey this is distributing to retail sites it'll be up when amazon feels like putting it up it takes barnes and noble days to put a book up days you guys days apple it'll i mean it it would it takes literally 
not literally, but it takes about a week for stuff to distribute to retail sites. Or you can read this thing in about 39 seconds if you buy it on my website right now. Isn't that neat? Isn't that like a super neat thing that we can now do? When I started self-publishing in 2015, 2014, I published my first project December 31st, 2014. It was a test. It was a short. Um, That was my test just to figure out Amazon to see if I could do it. And um, that book disappeared relatively quickly, but that's how I figured out how to upload things to Amazon to Barnes and Noble, to Kobo, to Apple Books. You know, that's how I figured out how this works. I have to learn by doing. Um, And if I could do it once, I could do it a thousand times, a hundred times, a thousand times, 10,000 times. So when I first started publishing in 2015, that was not a, a thing that was easily possible. You could not sell something direct unless you like I don't know. You could, I mean, I guess you could put it up at your blog and, you know, some people a PayPal invoice for it. Um, but like having the advent of a pay, a pay hip site or Shopify, which I guess has probably been around forever. So you could do it that way. But um, really in the last three or four years, the technological advances that have come to indie publishing have been amazing. And like, I feel like I said this recently, I I get to a point now where if I pick up an indie published book and I can't tell, I can't tell it's indie published. Like we're getting that good. And that's really exciting. That's really exciting to me because there is a lot of bias for indie books. There is um, a lot of criticism against self-published work. And let me just tell y'all, the indies are doing it and not even just talking about me because I'm out here but I ain't out here like Delaney Diamond I ain't out here like Stephanie Nicole Norris who is who's publishing books faster than I can read them I ain't out here like you know some of these like Alexandria House and um Aubrey Penn and I mean if I just look through all of the people that I follow on Twitter, all of the indie authors that I follow on Twitter, we out here, we doing it. And it's crazy. So if you're the type of person that's not reading indie work, it doesn't even have to be indie romance. Like I'm going on a total tangent, but like indie domestic thrillers. Do you know Bianca Sloan? If you don't know Bianca Sloan and you read domestic thrillers, I want you to look her up because her books are so good and she's indie um indie um cozies tayora moody writes um these really cute cozies um nicole 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 what is her last name nicole rise writes um super cute indie cozies like i feel like we're busting out if you can't tell that i'm smiling then you open your ears i feel i just feel like i feel like we're busting out and i'm very excited so I want to keep this kind of short. I've already gone longer than I thought I would, but in this last like two in such minutes, um, I want to thank everybody who bought Hey Lover. If you thought about buying Hey Lover, thank you. If you don't want to read that book, but retweeted me or reblogged me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, thank you. Um, Word of mouth sells books. If you 
pass a book on to somebody like, hey, I, I think you'd really enjoy this. People are so many more times likely to like it than they are if I slap it up or if I put together a really cute kitschy ad with some, you know, hip happening music behind it. Um, that is going to attract some people, but it's going to attract even more when people get behind your work and they pass your work on or they mention your name. So I definitely um, also want to thank people who are speaking my name in rooms that I'm not in. And and I know that that's happening. Um, I'm seeing the repercussions. People are coming to me like, hey, I heard you write books. What about them? So I um, want to take this time to express gratitude for that and, you know, for <laughs> keeping assists lifted because... <laughs> It's rough over here. It's rough. It's rough on the mentals. So as far as what's coming, super quick, I don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. Uh, the end. I have um, have an idea for a short that I want to do for Valentine's Day. Let's hope it prays a short because I don't know how to write anything short. I'm, te- I'm telling you, I cannot write short. My brain automatically wants to expand a story to um, 22 chapters, 67,000 to 97,999 words. Um, We'll see (laughs) if we get a short for Valentine's Day. Then I may actually read that for the bookcast if I keep keep it to a short. I may read Hey Lover for the bookcast. I may put Hey Lover (laughs) in paperback. I'm I'm not I'm literally not promising to do it because I I honestly don't feel like doing it, but I, I probably bully myself into doing it. Um, I bully myself to make myself do things I really need to do. Um, and then I have a Potter Lake book that I want to finish. It is a homecoming book, not a homecoming event book, but a person coming home book. And then we'll see what pops up throughout the year or, um, you know, before the end of the year. So thanks for hanging with me. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all.